Hey everybody, it's Tom here with Hidden Beats, and today we are talking with producer, musician, all-around wonderful artist, Yash. How are you doing today? Hey Tom, how are you doing, man? Nice to see you. It's, uh, it's a nice day here today. It was raining all yesterday, so. Oh, it's like super hot in Toronto, man. Like it's crazy, crazy. We're sweating balls here, everybody. Mm -hmm. We have the moment hotness. It'll be humid and horrible for about an hour after it rains and everyone hates it yeah 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 the humidity <laughs> <laughs> so for those who are new to you as an artist or a producer you want to give a kind of a little background of yourself and your your music yeah um well i was born uh, in the middle east in israel and i moved to canada like 12 years ago i went to music school in berkeley uh called like for jazz uh, orchestration stuff like that um and i made beats my whole life since i was a little kid and then um uh when i moved here i moved here with the plan to like you know produce make beats be a producer for people and you know get cuts you know the whole uh the whole nine yards and i i started uh you know doing a lot of sessions learning a lot about songwriting and just you know developing my skills and uh, yeah, and I got to work with a lot of really, really cool artists, um, a lot of dance music, a lot of dance music, and I had a few really good records that did very well and got acclaim and like we got nominated for Juno and stuff. And it was very fun. And uh, just, you know, honing my skills through this whole time. And I was kind of like, I wanted to do, I always kind of wanted to do my own project. Mm -hmm. I was building it on the side and then the opportunity arose like this year to uh you know to start something and you know I kind of jumped into it and that's that's kind of where where I am right now mm -hmm. so you, was your family musical or was this more something that you took on no none of my family is musical they're all Russian engineers bro. Okay. like they're all like <laughs> super duper uh like math and science people and I was, I get, I was supposed to go be a doctor, like, uh, you know, like, uh, like uh, my mom and stuff. But no, I, um, yeah, I just one day, you know, like there was a literally an incident that made it happen. I went to this, I don't know what it was. It was like a summer camp or like a weekly summer camp, whatever. When I was like nine, and I saw a woman play, on, uh, like this woman, this old lady, like play on an organ. It's the first time I saw anybody play like live in front of me like that. And I was just like, I remember it like really vividly. I was just like struck. I was like, oh my God, this is what I want to do. I came home. I was like, I want to learn piano. And ever since I was like, just that's it. That's what I was doing. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. Inspiration hits sometimes pretty, pretty crazy. Yeah. When it happens at a young age, it's very, uh, it's more impactful, like, because mm -hmm. you don't know anything else. You don't have any, you don't know anything. <laughs> yeah. It's like, whatever you see is like the best thing you've ever seen. So <laughs> it kind of gets uh, stuck, you know? Yeah, for me, that was arts. Like I was, I drew all the time. And there was a point where I was directing myself towards the, the road of going to work with Disney. Oh, and wow. okay. yeah, at 12 years old, I was, I was doing this program to try to get in there. Like I was all about the arts at that time. So it holds a little bit more when it hits younger. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. And it was kind of like, that's it for, you know, kind of like a lifelong thing that never went away mm -hmm. and you find solace in it. You find like yourself in it, you develop, it's very cool. It develops 
your craft develops with your character. It's very interesting when that happens as well. So, mm -hmm. did yeah. you have specific kind of inspirations when you were into music and kind of coming up that you looked you know, at like, a lot? Yeah, my parents listened only to the the jazz music and kind of Sinatra type of stuff all the time. And and my dad loved Queen. Like we had all these like albums of Queen records all everywhere. So that was, I guess, my first inspirations uh, from that. And, you know, growing up in the Middle East, there's a lot of Middle Eastern music everywhere. So, mm -hmm. so like, I grew up in Jerusalem. That's, like, one of the most multicultural cities, I guess, in the world. It's, like, very, a lot of religions and, like, different different people from different backgrounds and, um, and a lot of, like, people from all around the Arabic countries of the Middle East. So they all have very different um, languages and very different music and different kind of instruments. So all these sounds, all this like Middle Eastern stuff was also amalgamated, you know, kind of like put into this uh, vessel, I guess. Mm -hmm. you know? mm -hmm. I mean, it, it definitely had a lot of stuff to, to pull from. So that makes for a more eclectic sound, I guess, too. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, you know, when what you hear when you're young, you, you just get used to it. even though like when I moved to North America, I mean, it it was more the North American music that kind of dumbed down that side. But I still like I still like, you know, feel it, understand it. Even here in Toronto when when I like I go to shows of like ethnic music and stuff like that, I really enjoy it, even though it's not in my language or whatever. Like I, I enjoy it because it sounds like stuff that I grew up on. Mm -hmm. And uh, oh, when you want to make hip hop beats, it's really useful. When you want to make like trap beats, it's super useful because like all the uh, harmonic minor keys and all that, like I'm really good at that. <laughs> no, that's awesome. And and yeah, you, I guess moving to North America would give you, you get thrown into a whole different type of scene for music right there. Oh yeah, yeah. I had to also level up with my skills. The competition is like way, way more. There's more people here. And this is like, you know, where the music industry is. So that first, and then obviously you get a feeling of, you know, it's a completely different musical taste here, industry. Like it's, it's like the, you know, the, the sound of the world. So you got to keep up and it, it, without even wanting to, it just, you know, it just, it just comes. <laughs> yep. You want to succeed you want to do well so you're like you know, and plus you're producing for other people like it, it was different for me I wasn't um I wasn't coming to be an artist so I was producing for other people at first a lot so it was like I had to you know guide myself towards their sound and learn that's how I learned how to do a bunch of different genres and stuff like that mm -hmm. and you've you've worked with some some pretty big names at this point like Steve Aoki was on your list of one yeah, of the I had a I had one track with Steve Aoki and one track with Tiesto uh, that did like with a feature with Snoop Dogg. And there were a few, there, I, I, there were a few opportunities, very good opportunities that I got throughout this time. It's very, I'm very fortunate um, in kind of like my path here. It was pretty good. How was it working with those guys? I've heard, I've heard they're pretty down to earth and really just good to work with. Yeah, everybody's very nice. Like uh, everybody in, you know, is just a person. I, I also didn't really, I never had this like, like starstruck thing about me. Like I didn't, never, you know, like I realized very young that everybody's just a person. So, mm -hmm. yeah. but uh, yeah, but they're just cool guys, man. Like, like 
very cool guys, very down to earth and chill and uh, willing to experiment and work. Nice. Super cool. So what is your, your work ethic, your process like when you're coming up with tracks and music and producing? Yeah, it depends on like, if I'm producing for somebody else, like I'll definitely, you know, I'll listen to all their stuff and especially their vocals. Like that's really important for me, like to listen to the person's vocal tone and kind of like where they naturally go with their thing. So it, it, it really guides the sounds and the genre, obviously, like if, if I'm producing for somebody else, I'll produce in their genre. But if I'm producing for myself, to be like fully honest with you, I'm actually trying on purpose not to have any structure because, you know, the work of production to be a producer and produce for other people is a very structured thing. It's like, in a way, like it's necessary to be limited when you do that because that's your job. You're not like doing whatever you want, like that's your actual job. But um, it is limiting a little bit in the creativity because you can't just like do whatever you want, right? So um, here in this opportunity, I was like, well, I think the best way to, for me to like, you know, kind of like express myself for real is to just not have any, you know, just start with anything. If I'm starting with chords, if I'm starting with um, like just recording uh, like a voice note on the phone, and then transferring it to Ableton and starting to, to mess around with it. Like any, anything, like I actually deliberately try to start from a different point every time. You know, there's a few, there's not a lot of places to start. You know, like all producers will tell you the same thing. It's like, you either start with the, with the drums or you start with it. If you're doing dance, you probably start with the bass line, you know, like kind of like those general things. But I really like to have a melodic like, edge to everything I do because mm -hmm. that's just what you know where I came from I also play piano it's very difficult to make stuff that's not melodic and harmonic <laughs> when you produce on piano and so yeah that that like that to answer your question it's like a non it's like a non uh, structure okay. my structure is non-structure yeah, it's yeah. not not as linear as as some. So that no, that makes sense. Yeah, it's not as linear as I would do otherwise. You know, it's mm -hmm. like on purpose, not linear. Nice. Now, actually, you just made me think of something. Playing the piano, I've heard that once you can play the piano, you can play anything. Is that kind of true? Yeah, I, I play a lot of things except for the piano. Um, but yeah, it's it's like for I I would recommend to anybody, any producer, first of all, like that touches. A, like a DAW, a like Ableton, Cubase, whatever they use, like they have to know basics of piano. Like if they want to know any instrument, like it should be piano because the way the piano is structured, um, it's very visual. It's not like guitar, it's very visual and intuitive. You can see all the keys and the scales right in front of you all the time. And once you get good at it and you do it for a long time, you can just imagine all those scales in your mm -hmm. head and and then it's easy to transition to any instrument really my dog just decided to walk in and, oh, that's and say good. yeah <laughs> i was saying like the piano is a percussion instrument and uh, a, a melodic instrument so you know mm -hmm. there's a lot of things you can do no and that's one thing i i used to play drums in high school and stuff like that but i never kept it up and i'd love to have been more musically inclined but I just didn't have the the mentality for it, I guess, to do that. Well, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's difficult. It's difficult. And you, you have to really just 
be like very um very invested in it like naturally i don't know like people that i that i know i don't i almost actually don't know anybody that i grew up with that i played music with that actually ended up being a musician i think i'm the only one so that's which is like which is weird because i have many many friends that played jazz and get, like like that played seriously not just like in the school band like seriously seriously Mm-hmm. But I'm actually the only one who made like a living out of it and decided to make a living out of it because there's like a level of create like not craziness but just a level of de- like dedication that you need to love it so much that you know yeah because it's like the worst way to make money it's the worst career like if you're thinking about like I want to make money I want to have a good career this is like last place on the list on the <laughs> list like last literally the last place the worst than any anything in terms of you know but uh but you know if you love it and it's like just you can't do anything else then that's what you should do that's like the only people that should do this is people that can't do anything else they just think about it all day that's like they want to make beats they want to make songs and that's it mm-hmm. you know yeah, it's it's a it's a lifestyle for sure. Once you get into being a musician, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, are you a guy who likes to have like a, a solid single, or do you want to have an album that tells a story? Because I know right now the industry is very kind of divided on releasing singles versus releasing albums. The way social media and everything is. Yeah, I think um, people end up really releasing stuff like singles a lot, even though even if they make an album, they kind of tend to release like the three, four of the bigger songs in the um, in the whole compilation. But I do believe in compilation. I think it's cool. I think it's cool to like have like a whole body of work with Mm -hmm. a lot of uh, different, you know, uh just a lot of like sounds and kind of a whole story it's it's uh, appealing it's more difficult than focusing on it's really more difficult than focusing on singles because you can make singles kind of different they're like a different world but here you have to there's another layer to it that you have to kind of keep in mind that you're making like a whole body of work so you know you have to structure it there's a there's a way you work on it and and it's it's cooler i think it's a it's really cool so my idea is definitely i'm gonna put out a like a whole album at the at the end of probably october but like everybody else you know the singles are gonna come out slowly by slowly anyway so mm-hmm. and and your next single unicorn i guess is yeah i heard it today actually i got to listen to it it's, sounds pretty fun i like that it's a fun song very fun and you got Dragonette on there. How was how was working with Dragonette? Oh, it was very fun. I've known her for a pretty long time, and we um, we write together on a you know like on a pretty regular basis, like for um, pitches. You know, like a like a writing session. We would write songs. Oh, let's try you know let's write a song and try to pitch it to Netflix or this or that. You know, sometimes we do that. Um, you know, it's just part of it. And uh, this time we were in a session and we were writing with. A very good writer called Jensen Vaughn. I've actually heard that name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's amazing. He's a very good friend of mine. He came by and we wrote the song and we were very excited by it. And I was kind of, I was really hoping it won't like get picked up. Mm-hmm. And kind of didn't, didn't try my best, my hardest <laughs> to pitch it. But I really liked it. And here we got to actually do it. Like, you know, I spoke to um, Dragon Anna and I got her to like, you know, be on it with me and, and 
we really love it. It's a really, really fun song. And, you know, we wrote it um, fairly quickly in one session. We didn't okay. really go back on it at all. Yeah, it definitely has a good energy to it. I was I was kind of just grooving to it when I was coming up with the uh, talking points and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's fun. It's a fun song. It's a kind of different from my other songs, um, but since it's a collab, it's good. You know. Mm-hmm. So how did you deal with COVID and working through COVID and everything? Um, I don't know. Like uh, it, it, it sucked in the way that you couldn't like I, I like going to writing uh, camps a lot. Okay. Like, uh, you know, kind of events where you, for a few days, you kind of close yourself in a studio with other people and then and you write, you get a lot done. So that was like gone. So that sucked a lot. Um, besides that, like, you know, close friends, stuff like that, you could still do sessions, um, Zoom sessions, you know, like it was uh, a little bit, it, it disturbed a lot of like the flow of how it's supposed to go, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's good, there's just different good things come come out of that though. You make more beats, and you um, you make more beats, and because you you're not in like a like sessions with people all the time. When you're in a session with people, you don't really like you make the beat in the session, but you know you do a lot after. Mm-hmm. But here on a Zoom session, you know you can just mute and just work on your stuff while other people are writing, and then. You know, it's uh, it, it makes kind of things go a little bit faster. Um, so that was a plus. But uh, yeah, in general, it wasn't amazing. It was, I don't think it was a ama- it was very good for for established artists, especially. Yeah, it definitely hurt the industry a little bit. But I know a lot of people jumped into the idea of social media and doing live shows and things like that to try to yeah. try to differentiate themselves a little bit more. And I guess people got more on their game of like social media in general, right? Because they mm-hmm. had, so that's, that's really important. That's how I came up with this whole like avatar thing. Like that's why, because it's like everybody was, you know, this thing of 3D, uh, AR, all this thing was coming back. And I remembered how much I loved, you know, gorillas back in the day. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? This is like the perfect time to do something like this. And that's kind of how this whole idea came about. And I heard, I heard through the grapevine that you're going to have a music video coming out for the track. Yeah, yeah. There's going to be a music video coming out for Unicorn. Okay. Um, uh, it's coming out. Well, it, it should come out uh, July 1st. Um, maybe a, a bit sooner. Um, so it's like a little bit after the, the the release of the song, which is June 24th. Um, yeah, it's really cool. It's uh, kind of a, the, the thing about the video, we did like a um, combination of live action. So live footage with 3D animated footage, um, okay. kind of like mixed it together. We did a really fun story and Dragonette's in it and my character's in it, you know, and they're interacting. It's really dope um, in that sense. Yeah, looking forward to see it. I think this will be out after that stuff is out. So I'm definitely looking forward to checking out the video for sure absolutely yeah so with with the lockdowns and everything kind of ending how do you think the music scene is is starting to look up over in Toronto now in Toronto I saw a lot of like there's a lot of shows going on a lot of people are booking again um I see like a lot and there's parties going on so yeah things are definitely you know starting to climb People are less scared, but still, like, still people are, I feel like, are going out less, mm-hmm. out in general. But it really, it, it actually, it feels better, much better than it was. 
yeah and festival season's kind of coming into full swing now and there's gonna yeah, be a million shows out yeah there's like a bunch of shows everybody's going so we're back in business i guess do you have anything kind of planned for live shows no for now no uh, until like the middle of next year this is only like development of this like character and it, you know that's what i'm working on it's really uh it's i took up like a big journey a big uh, a big job on myself to do it because it involves technology and under like you know a lot of if you want to do it right like it involves a lot of uh, aspects that you need to work on all the time and you need to develop and so yeah are you gonna try and go as far as do like the whole hologram thing or yeah i'm nice. like the, the, the idea is to do the show as the character and and like this is probably the last time like i'm doing an interview with me <laughs> right I, like the only reason it's not the character doing the interview is because we didn't catch up with the technology quite yet but we're almost there in the next uh, month it's like gonna not gonna be me speaking on these on, the, on these Zoom interviews anymore, and um, yeah, and in the live shows, uh, there's a lot of possibilities. Like we're working with a company in Toronto to um, to make it happen, to like okay. you know, get some ideas, see what like what we can afford, what's a really crazy thing to do, and what's a simpler thing to do, and where we can like put ourselves in between in terms of the shows. Um, but I'm going to have a lot of um, online and virtual sessions, Twitch channel, etc. That this like the character is going to be like I wouldn't even call it my character. It's basically me. Like mm -hmm. it's gonna be me um, on um, you know this like doing stories and reels and whatnot. I don't know and production tutorials and just producing and blah 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 all of no that. i think th i think that'll be fun for sure and it, yeah. like you said with the gorillas it's definitely a gorillas vibe and i've always loved the gorillas for that so yeah yeah i'm excited about it i'm really excited about that aspect because the aspect of the technology is really cool and um i just think it's i don't know it's it's, it's it really strikes me right like this this whole vibe and where we're at in 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 you know in the world and where this whole virtual reality stuff is at nfts all this it's kind of feels like a really good time to do it so yeah 100 percent. i completely agree with you there mm -hmm. so I, I have a couple fun questions i ask everybody and it, it gives a little bit more insight to who you are as a as an artist and a person and yeah. you know make you think a little bit more so first one on my list is what is something that's on your go-to playlist that people wouldn't expect you listen to what is something on my go-to playlist that people won't expect me to listen to? Um, a lot of country music. Okay. Yeah, I, like country music and classical music. Like, okay, classical music would probably be something even more like Bach. Like, I just have tons of classical playlists. Also, because this makes me feel calm, but also because I think it's a very beautiful form of music that, you know, I've actually got a, a whole set of classical piano stuff that I listen to just to kind of mellow out and have a good, good mood and energy. Yeah, no, it also like it's, 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 it makes you think it's, it's music that, you know, works your brain, um, invokes feelings, you know, and the people that wrote that music are like, you know, the top of what you can, the, the human brain can do in terms of that, um, you know musicality because they didn't have computers or nothing 
<laughs> next level for sure yeah bach bach was a computer like his brain like that guy was like a computer like how can you how can you write like that and it like twice a week three times a week that guy used to write like whole mass like a mat for every sunday mass he wrote like three pieces and then in the middle of the week he wrote and without computers without anything like just remember like he just remembered the whole orchestration for choirs for like 20 30 people mm -hmm. it's nuts that's nuts and just like picturing in your head how it's going to sound with each note because you can't hear things and yeah that's crazy yeah you can't play it back you can't do shit you can only like write on the you can write it down and and, and kind of like you know, kind of imagine it and play it on piano, I guess, but mm -hmm. it's, not, it's, it's really crazy. Yeah, no, yeah. That, I, I love classical music too. So I, I feel you there for sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, another question I have is this one always makes people think a little bit extra. So what's one thing that it sh should be asked in interviews that's not asked enough? One thing that should be asked in interviews like one thing that you think should be asked a little bit more that isn't asked enough. <laughs> Not necessarily about you, just in general kind of. Oh, I know, I know. I'm just thinking, I just, I just cause interview interviews usually ask a lot of things. <laughs> a lot of really, um, I don't know, man, food. Like nobody really asks like, what, where do you like to eat? What restaurants, what like food you like to eat? I yeah, I guess, you know, that works. It's irrelevant that much, but I don't know. Yeah, that would be my answer. Well, we used to, when we were starting out with the interview process, we were looking for questions and it was during COVID. So we were actually doing, uh, like having everyone shout out their favorite restaurants locally. So people can kind of still order food from and things like that we could to support. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so what? So what's your favorite local restaurant? We'll support them a little bit right now. Um... What's my favorite local restaurant? Like if you have to order one thing, you're like, yes, it's going to be this. Oh, it's like burrito boys. I just like, burrito. <laughs> I know it's weird, but I just like very simple stuff. I cook at home and I like, uh, you know, burritos. I really like Mexican food a lot and Indian food, but burrito boys is my go-to. It's right next to my studio. It's okay. what I order like twice, three times a week. No, honestly, it's I, my wife and I, she loves burritos and her go-to thing has been Indian recently. So we've been supporting a lot of the local Indian places. Nice, nice. Good, mm -hmm. good, good. Uh, so kind of my last question for you is a bit of a two-parter. What is one piece of advice that you were given when you were coming up in music that held on or that you held on to tightly? What is when I came up? Like um, as you were coming up in music, it's a piece of advice yeah, someone might have given yeah. you. You know, when, when, when I started like having a little bit of success or some stuff started to happen, somebody that was already successful told me that, um, that there's going to be a lot of ups and downs and I should, uh, run a marathon and not a sprint. And that's so true. That's like the truest thing. Like I've like, it's so correct. That kind is of enjoy the time. Yeah. Because it's very, uh, that's what I would tell anybody that's starting. It's like, there's so there's time it's going to take a long time for anything to happen and then like the stuff that you think like i made it i'm there and it, it's going to crash and then another thing is going to build and another thing is going to crash and that's just how life is and mm -hmm. and the person who told me that is like was 100% right 100% run a marathon you know don't run a sprint that was actually my second part was what would you tell somebody with stuff that's that what can... I would say. Run a marathon. <laughs> Don't run a sprint, brother. Mm -hmm. Like, sure. 
so i mean that's kind of all i wrote down for for my talking points is there any kind of last minute tidbits of wisdom you want to spread to the world nothing except you know be happy be kind to each other love each other that's the most important stuff unicorn is coming out june 24th yash and dragonette um we're gonna have a sick video for it. it's a great song pre-save listen on my instagram at yash planet and you can check it out on spotify and amazon and all those other awesome places we'll, we'll make sure to link some of those in the description so people can get easy access to that absolutely well that that's it for me i enjoyed the time that we spent together right. it was awesome getting to know you a little bit more thank you very much tom i love your show it's really cool love what you're doing Thanks so much, man. And looking forward to, you know, round two potentially in the future with your new avatar. And Absolutely. The, we will let you know, like once it, once uh, that happens, like we're going to do an interview with uh, Yash, with the real Yash for sure. Awesome. I'm looking forward to it. All right. All right. You enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you very much, Tom. Have a good day. You too. Bye.